Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hot flushes, night sweats, periods all over the place, tiredness, no energy. These are just some of the many symptoms associated with menopause. Now, menopause happens to every woman, yet for some reason we decide that it's not worth talking about a perfectly natural, although fairly horrific thing that's happening to our bodies. Well, not anymore. My first guest has set up a really great, informative, yet entertaining blog all about her experiences going through the menopause. And I'll give you a little example of what you can expect. So she writes, my name is Barbara and I'm a menopausal mess. I've kind of known the news was coming, but I kept ignoring it until the doctor phoned with my blood results. Liver is clear, thyroid is good, no signs of diabetes. She rambled through all the results as I stacked the dishwasher and turned the cooker on. It was six o'clock. I should have done all of this earlier, but I was in bed. Yes, you read that right. I was in bed until six. It's something that has been happening more and more after the last few weeks. Dropping the kids to school, getting home by 9.15 and straight back to bed. It's not a choice to have a lazy morning or relaxing duvet day. It's because I have no energy to function. But this wasn't even the reason that I went to the doctor. I went because my skin was itching so badly, I thought I was going to lose my mind. So the doctor ran some blood tests. But one thing which has shown up that we need to talk about, I paused mid-plate stack your ovaries are sluggish, which com- coupled with your exhaustion, skin issues, would it suggest you're starting menopause. So this is just one of the blog posts. Barbara Kelly, psychotherapist, counsellor and author of the Menopausal Mammy blog is on the line with me now. How are you doing, Barbara? Hi, Sinead. How are you? Listen, this is a fantastic blog that you've been writing. I have been really informed the last few days reading up on these posts, and but also entertained as well. But take me back to the start. When did you start to notice that you weren't feeling great? Um, gosh, you know, it's mad listening to you read that one. That, that was probably one of the very first posts I put on the page, and it feels like a million years ago now, and it's only probably about six or seven weeks ago. Um, and and Oh gosh, if you ask me when did I start to notice changes in myself, probably, if I'm really honest, years ago. I'm about to turn 45 and I'd say probably three or four years, I've just noticed small changes. Things like, you know, uh, tiredness levels. Um, God, I, and now it's funny, now when you try to think of it, it's just yeah. like, what were they? And they were little things that I'd end up going to the doctor and say, you know, I'm absolutely exhausted and they'd run blood and everything would come back fine and I'd usually be put down to maybe it was a viral infection, maybe whatever. And then I'd kind of just ease off and be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay now and get back to it. And then things would just come in waves and like that feeling very down and very anxious and not really understanding why. And another thing I started to notice um, over the last probably three, four, maybe five years was that I was 
carrying weight very differently. And as a woman, <laughs> I think uh-huh. we all know that oh, these things are kind of like, what the hell is that about? Yeah. Um, and all the ways that I'd usually lose weight through my 20s and 30s were not working the same. And I was carrying weight very much around my belly and my middle, which I never did. And it was really getting to me. But again, the, when I'd go to the doctor, it would be like, well, you need to look at your exercise and, and, and your, your food. And yeah, I probably was comfort eating because I was feeling very tired. So I put it down to that. So there's lots of different things going on. And one of the yeah. things that uh, struck me about the, the the post that I just read is, you know, about you going back to bed as soon as the kids were dropped yeah. to school. Like, this is not you at all. Did this alarm you? Because this was happening quite yeah. a bit. It kind of started creeping up on me. And I'll be honest, like, I was starting to get really worried because I was thinking, is there something very serious going on that I have zero energy? And and it wasn't just like I'm tired. It was I cannot even have a shower. There were days when the thoughts of having to have a shower just scared me that I just go, you know what? <laughs> In some ways, it was like, well, COVID kind of came at a good time because I'm thinking, well, I don't need to have a shower today because nobody <laughs> needs to smell me. Yeah. Nobody needs to see me, you know. And so it kind of was like I could get away with not pushing myself. But the tiredness was very scary because it was a it was a, a different level of tiredness than I'd ever felt before. Yeah, and, and absolutely. And you know, when you're you're going through, you know, you're there. I can even picture you stacking the dishwasher, and the yeah. doctor's rambling through the results and all of that. Yeah. And then she says, "Listen, yeah. you could be starting the menopause." How did that in that moment? How did you feel? It's funny because always in the back of my head was a question of since I turned kind of forty was. There's a hit, the, and, and this is something I've learned. I've learned so much since, you know, I've, I've started to research this area. There's a history on my mother's side of early menopause. And that's actually a very important factor for women to know. That if there is a history there on your mother's side, that you may then actually have early menopause if that's part of your DNA or whatever. Yeah. So always in the back of my head over the years was when I'd go to the doctor and I'd ask you know, questions about the tiredness or the, the, the low mood or whatever was going on, I would often have said, could it be in any way related to menopause? And always when I'd ask that question, the GP would say, well, what age are you? And I would answer 40 or whatever. And immediately it would be dismissed because, well, no, you're not old enough, if you like, or you're, you know, so... The fact that then when I went, and, and the reason I actually went to the doctor um, there about two months ago was because I had this incredible itch in my skin and it had been going on over the summer and I had put it down to hay fever or some kind of just an allergy. And it got to the point where I was taking maximum doses of antihistamine. And when I went into the chemist and I told her, she was like, you know what, this really is not something you should ignore. You really need to mention this to your doctor. Um, and I'm so grateful now that that chemist did say that to me because then when I spoke to my doctor and I said, look, I, I just kind of feel this isn't sustainable, this amount of antihistamine I'm taking. was the, you know, And that's why I, I went and they ran the blood test. And when she rang me that day and was going through the list of everything coming back, I just had in my head, here we go again. I'm going to be told there's nothing wrong with me. Everything's fine. you know. And then when she said, however, we noticed that there's uh, something showing up in relation to um, hormones, which is very unusual, by the way, before the age of 45. It's unusual for blood tests to actually show this in hormones. But for whatever reason, something kind of tweaked her interest. And she said this would show or this would indicate that there's something going on. And her term was, it looks as if your ovaries are sluggish. 
<laughs> kind of felt, oh, that's rude. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, so she just said, you know, I think this coupled with the symptoms, because that's really how they would make the diagnosis um, before the age of about 45, is really symptom-based for women. And when she kind of started talking through all the symptoms that I had mentioned, and then other symptoms that when she mentioned, I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually true. I, you know, that's something that I'm actually experiencing. When she spoke to me, I was like, oh, my God, this does make sense. So when I put the phone down, I actually burst out crying because I just thought, that's it now. I'm an old woman, you know, and Mm. I know that sounds really silly. But I think a lot of women will relate to that feeling that when you're actually told you are now in what is called perimenopause, which is really you're approaching menopause. So your body is starting to slow down the production of estrogen progesterone all of those testosterone they're all slowing down and your body is as a result now struggling um there's something i think kind of sad about it like it is almost like a little bit of a grief um as a woman to kind of go i'm saying goodbye and i'm closing that chapter of my life the kind of you know if you like childbearing years now don't get me wrong i have two teenage sons there ain't ever going to be more children in this family. Yeah. But it's like, but don't tell me I can't ever make that choice. And that was the thing that I really struggled with initially. Um, but then I kind of picked myself back up the next day and said, right, this is what it is. Everything now makes sense of how I'm feeling. Thankfully, it isn't anything more sinister. So now I'm going to really try and focus on educating myself and, you know, focusing on the symptoms that I really don't like and how can I start to rectify them. Yeah, and this is what's led you to all this uh, research and everything else that you detail in the blog, which is absolutely fantastic for people. And I think as well, that point that you've made as well there about women, you know, researching their own family history, asking their mums, you know, did you go through this at an earlier age? All of that is so, so vital as well. Did you find, though, that, you know, when you did approach women in your life, older women in your life, like your mum, was there that resistance to talk or, you know, because menopause Mm. is a taboo subject or how, what? How did that uh, get brought up and how did she react? Well, I I suppose I'm lucky that my mom would be very open about things like that. And I know she always would. have. I remember, you know, years and years ago, her talking about the fact that she had gone through menopause early, that it was something that had happened to her mother and her, you know, it was in her family. It was a known kind of just part of life for them. And so I was very lucky that that was already part of the narrative going on. Um, and then when I actually got that phone call, I rang my mom and I said, this is, you know, and she wasn't at all surprised. But it's funny because then when I started talking to her about her experience of menopause, HRT, because she would have actually experienced it in her late 30s. Um, you know, it's funny because she she can remember, obviously, certain she's in her 70s now, she can remember certain aspects of it. But definitely... You know, it wasn't something that was spoken about mm-hmm. back then. It wasn't something that she would have, you know, been able really to talk to friends or to it to just be a discussion. And it made me realize, kind of go, we haven't really moved on and evolved that much. Mm-hmm. You know, all these years later, here we are, 2020, and we talk about so many things openly, which is fantastic and is what we should be doing. But why do we not talk about menopause? It is a part of life. It is something that every woman you know, if, if when she reaches her 30, 40, 50, whatever it is for her, will experience. We talk about periods, we talk about pregnancy, we talk about lots of things 
that are, you know, would have at one point, I suppose, been more taboo or wouldn't have been spoken about openly. We don't talk about this. And as a result, women are then finding that they're thrown into it and not knowing what's going on in their life, what's going on in their body. Or they're witnessing family members, such as, you know, a a son or a daughter witnessing their mom maybe struggling with, you know, their mental health or struggling with um, this exhaustion or just, you know, noticing that their mom isn't their mom Mm. and not knowing why. And any, I feel any sort of talk or narrative around menopause is still quite derogatory. Oh, absolutely. Old ladies, spinsters, all of that. And actually on that point, you had a lovely post the other day. Uh, You know, we so often think of of menopause as being something that old ladies get and and this has to change. And you had this post, it was about uh, what senior women should be called. Do you remember that post that you had? Yeah, queen agers, isn't it? Queen agers, I love that. I absolutely love that. And you know, you are you are in your mid forties. You're a gorgeous, vibrant woman. You're the picture of youth. You You know what I mean? (laughs) This is just another phase of life, and it shouldn't be lumped into that old, decrepit person. That it's not. That's not the way it is. The funny thing is, we shouldn't put anybody into that. Exactly. It is just so awful. But yet, you know, I think for me now, I'm starting to realise that the more I educate myself, the more I do my reading and research on this area. Actually, this is very much a time to be embraced. And, you know, rather than it being like, oh, my God, it's so awful. Um, the menopause is, is upon me. And, and like that, it's now I'm going to grab my slippers and, and you know, do a, a blue rinse in my hair and stuff. I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> when I get there, I'll enjoy it. But I'm not there yet. This is actually a, a time in my life where I need to sort of say, right, there are actually pluses to this. Um, and this is something that, again, I think we don't talk about in society, which is when women are, are you know, um, going through puberty and then they're in their, their 20s and 30s, they are very much held on a pedestal of this is what beauty represents. This mm. is womanhood. You know, it's the fertile, it's the beautiful, it's the youth. And then as a woman starts to, you know, age, all of a sudden, it's like we become invisible and we are no longer seen as that kind of beauty and that sort of, you know, thing in, in society. And I'm kind of going, why is that? We now have so many other amazing attributes. We have the wisdom that all these years of life have given us. Yeah. We have um, the maturity to, you know, be able to prioritize things and let other things go. Um, also, I think there is something incredibly beautiful about a woman as she ages um, and her face shows the character of the life she's had. And, you know, I just think there's something incredible about women at, at, at this stage of our lives. And yes, it's not celebrated in society. And it's something that we do need to challenge because, you know, men are often, you know, we talk about the silver fox and yes. we talk about men kind of, you know, they, they, they get more handsome with age and, and all that kind of um, connotations that we say. Well, why is that not the same when we talk about women? And I do feel it's because women are often, you know, primarily celebrated for the fact that they are fertile mm. and they are, you know, that, that those kind of that, that element. And I think we do need to talk about it and challenge it. And we need to educate young girls as yep. well 
So and young know. men. And young men, oh, absolutely. 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 That's another part of this. Yeah, yes, and, and this, this is what you're doing with, with the blog. Now, I just have to ask you before we finish, because yeah. I know that an awful lot of people will be interested in this. Yeah. You've um, started the hormone replacement therapy. Yeah. How is that going for you at the moment? Because you're about oh, maybe sure. four weeks into this, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm literally, I'm just finishing my first, four week cycle and then I'll, I'll obviously then you start again and, and and it goes on and after three months is when I would go back and have a review with my doctor and see how I'm feeling because it takes women need to give it up to about three months before they can really say whether the levels they're on is working and stuff like that yeah for me wow is all I can say as in it's been a roller coaster mm. um the first two weeks when you're on estrogen you know I the itch in my skin went immediately I was like this is wonderful I was still tired, but I was kind of going, the itch is gone, so that's yeah. certainly helping. Then you introduce, for, for women like, that are on a, a, a HRT like me, you introduce the progesterone then for the next two weeks. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, I got hit with this wave of low mood, mm. irritability, a very kind of emptiness feeling. And it was just, I wasn't expecting it. And then when I went and did my research, because I thought, oh, my God, what's going wrong, wrong with me? It's actually very similar to quite an intense PMT okay. because of what the, the HRT is doing. So it makes sense now. So now I know what's going on. I can, I can kind of just say, right, I need to just sort of persevere here. Let my husband and my sons know that, you know, mom is actually struggling at the moment. And they're being so kind and, and considerate. And that's important is that we let our families know that this is part of life. But it's also tough and we need understanding and support um, so that we can get through this. Oh, and I love that. And then you're, you're, as you say, you're surrounded by men in your house. And yeah. it's absolutely fantastic that they're with you every step of the way. I thank you so much for joining me and speaking so openly about your own experiences. Keep going with the blog. It's absolutely brilliant. It really is. Menopausal Mammy. You can find it on Facebook. And I wish you the very, very best of luck on this journey and on this new phase of life that you're going through. But for now, thank you so, so much, Barbara, for joining me on the show today. Thank you, Sinead. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.